This is episode 79 of season three of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, Megan will be sharing her recap of the Cannonball Run Half Marathon. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sue, and this is Season 3 of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. But more than that, we are running a lot of half marathons recently and other races, so not a whole lot of 5K running going on right now. But before we get to any of that running stuff, how's it going, Megan? Are you still covered in hives? Oh, <laughs> they're kind of still here. Really? Not really. Like, I have the spots, but they don't itch or anything. So now I'm at the point where I'm really worried that I scarred. Okay. Even though I didn't do anything with them. So, yes and no. They're not really bothering me, but I can see them. Okay. I hope it clears up. Me too, but it's... uh. It's not itching anymore, which is the main issue I was having with them, so I am feel better about them. Good. I'm starting to feel itchy just thinking about it. <laughs> you, you ever get that? Like, if you, like, you see, like, bugs or something and you get itchy or people talk about being itchy, you feel itchy? Yeah, is imagine when me? they tell you a kid has lice and then your head starts to itch <laughs> and you just, you just look yeah. and you're like, uh, uh, I, and you know you don't have it. But because they mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, how about your kid comes home with lice and then everybody, everything in the house gets t- torn apart. Everything has to be washed and disinfected. And oh, it's fun having children. <laughs> it's really fun. But yeah, that's, that's gross. All right. So how are things other than the, than the hives? Good. Um, work is kind of starting to calm down and I am pretty much recovered from my race on Saturday now. Good. I feel pretty good. Awesome. Really looking forward to hearing about that. I'm so excited to talk about it. So Yay. And how are you doing, Katie? Have you come out from under the water yet? (laughs) Yes. Most of the water has receded, thankfully, especially here in the neighborhood. But now, of course, rivers are still flooded because all of that water has to go somewhere. And especially where we're in the low country, all the rain that fell all over the state of South Carolina eventually makes its way toward us and our rivers and our streams. So I still have some students whose houses are flooded. You know, they've uh, lost everything. Oh, my gosh. Um, still dealing with, of course, road repairs, sinkhole fill-in, all that kind of stuff. But thankfully, back on a normal... <laughs> normal quote-unquote schedule um, as far as work goes and school goes and and all of that so the house stayed dry I stayed as dry as possible and hopefully things will be repaired and everything will be okay soon good and you're you're sounding a lot better are you over your infection your sinus infection and all that Thankfully, yes. Um, I think by starting those antibiotics really quickly, it, it helped nip it in the bud and it didn't uh, didn't develop into anything worse, which I'm very thankful for. Good. 
Well, glad to hear that. Um, not much is going on here. I'm on my last week of taper, and it's just like going by so slowly, and I forgot how much I hate taper, because not only does time pass excruciatingly slowly, but it feels like everything, like everything's broken on me now. Like, I'm not running oh. as much. I'm not, there's not actually anything wrong with me. The other night, I had stabbing pain in the heel of my foot, and I'm like, what the heck? It's six days out from my full marathon, and now I have plantar fasciitis. Like, how is this happening right now? Um, but it wasn't. I figured out, I got um, adjusted. I had a chiropractic adjustment earlier in the day. Not by my usual doctor who loves me and is very gentle with me, but there was a different chiropractic doctor who adjusted me at more a little more aggressively than I'm used to. Um, and so I think one of my my nerves just kind of got tweaked a little bit because I had a little bit of like sciatica going up the back of my leg. And um, I massaged it out a bit and then the stabbing heel pain disappeared. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's nothing, nothing real. But I'm just like starting to get paranoid about everything like I do. And I just kind of want it to be over. <laughs> So that's where I am. I'm trying to think, like, the kids, kids are good. Anna baked a cake for us the other day, which we finally got to have today because she wanted to wait for, her brother went away for the weekend. She wanted to wait for him to come back so we could eat it. And it was delicious. White cake with lime frosting, which was awesome. Ooh, yeah. That sounds really good. Yes, with cute fall decorations on it, too. She's very artistic. I like it. And Jeff's been working like third shift, so our sleep patterns are all funky now. I woke up at like 11.30 last night after falling asleep at like 8.30. Didn't get back to sleep until like 4 this morning. So I'm a little cranky tonight, so hopefully it doesn't come out in the show. But I'm, I'm ready for this week to be over. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. But that's okay. Are you girls ready to move along to our running? Yes. yes. Okay. Katie, have you been able to get any running in now that your town's somewhat dried out? Uh, well, no. <laughs> uh, after we last spoke, of course, it was Sunday, and I was completely flooded in Monday and Tuesday. Uh, work was canceled, schools were closed. In fact, neighboring counties, they were even still out of school today. So it's it was really, really bad, and um, there would be no way I could have gotten out and about around the neighborhood until the water went down. It finally went down around Wednesday, but we were on a two-hour delay, and for whatever reason, the teachers and the staff still had to get there at normal time. Um, While we're any different than anybody else who has to be out on the road, I'm not exactly sure, but okay. So normal schedule as far as that went, and then there was just things happening all week long. Wednesday and Thursday, I had to run errands and do things after school. Friday, of course, I had to take off of work because I had to go out of town. I headed back up to Kentucky for my dad's surprise 60th birthday party. So I was traveling all day Friday, got into town Friday afternoon, helped my mom get some things set up for the party, Saturday, had to decorate for the party, finish all the last-minute things, had a hair appointment, then actually went to the party, which went fantastic. Nice. Pulled off the surprise. My dad had no idea. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. 
and then of course had to travel back on Sunday and Sunday was also my grandma's birthday so we did brunch with her before I left which put me back into town really late and then Monday was back to work on a normal schedule but had parent-teacher conferences afterwards so I had a 12-hour workday on Monday and here it is Tuesday <laughs> and no running has occurred <laughs> right. wow I can't keep up with all that <laughs> I don't know how you do it um, well, I don't either. I think I just kind of like go through the motions some days. <laughs> but uh, this weekend, I think I actually have a little break. I feel like this is my one weekend to breathe uh, in what is my crazy October and into November. So I have been looking at some local 5Ks that I'd like to maybe do this weekend. If I don't actually get to do a race, then definitely be out getting some miles in and then next weekend I'll be doing my virtual half marathon so running is coming up thankfully uh, barring any other natural disasters oh great let's hope for not having any more of those and, yes um, <laughs> yeah that'd be cool if you got to go out and give a 5k a shot because it's been a little while yeah, yeah, and I know that definitely I have one coming up on the 30th, but I'd like to maybe sneak in another one before yeah. then, so we'll see. Awesome. Um, all right, so Monday was um, five miles easy for me. It was nice and slow after my half. Tuesday, I did my strength workout, which was four intervals of one and a half miles at... My target pace was 10.25 for strength pace, and I averaged 10.22, so that was pretty close. Uh, Wednesday was my rest day. Thursday was my last tempo run, marathon-paced run, which I was aiming for 10.35, and I averaged 10.23, and that was for 10 miles plus a mile warm-up and a mile cool-down. And also on Thursday, I went to see my doctor about the asthma symptoms that I had been having. And my doctor confirmed that she thought I was having some exercise-induced asthma in the form of bron bronchospasms or bronchiospasms, which is the chest tightening. Um, so she prescribed a bronchodilator inhaler, which I think is um, albuterol inhaler. Is that what you use, Katie? Yep, same thing rescue inhaler I think it's called mm -hmm. um, yeah so she prescribed that and then she's like alright well on your next hard workout I want you to go and see if you can trigger the asthma so that you can try the inhaler and I'm like I'm tapering I'm done hard workouts she's like well you need to test it before your marathon and I'm like alright so um, I turned my weekend long run which was supposed to be eight miles into a speed workout I decided it's a perfect opportunity to try the Yasso 800s to see if that works and I don't know if it's going to work for anything but basically Yasso 800s are supposed to kind of help you predict your marathon time. Um, so if you can do 10 reps of 800s in your goal time which for me according to my last half marathon puts me at like 424 but to be conservative I was going for 430 so um, if you for me like my goal was to do my 800s in 4 minutes 30 seconds which I guess is supposed to translate to 4 hours 30 minutes in the marathon um, and it went 
pretty well. I averaged 426. So actually pretty close to the 424 that my, <laughs> um, that my half would put me at. But I didn't have any asthma symptoms during that run. So um, I did, ended up not using the inhaler. So on Sunday, I just went out and did a really short, easy run. And I just used the inhaler anyway. Um, just so I could see like what it felt like to take it before running and how it would affect me. Um, and mm -hmm. I really didn't notice any difference. I mean, the run went well. I was breathing easily. But like, um, I think the doctor was afraid I might get lightheaded or something from using it. But I didn't notice anything like that. So it was fine. So that was last week. I ran a total of about 37 miles. And then this week's my last week of taper. Yesterday I did five miles easy. And then today I went out to do another five miles easy. Uh, and it kind of just turned into a marathon pace run. Um, I had, uh, well, I was testing out something that I'll get to in the recommends, but it kind of made me want to hit specific splits. And I ended up running a bit faster than I intended to, but it did feel easy. So I don't feel like I was being too strenuous and I and I hope not I'm I kind of feel like now like I feel like my body's falling apart even though it's not um but um, <laughs> no. I kind of just want to like take like three days off just to make sure I do get plenty of rest going into the the big race weekend so I'm thinking right. about that it it I think that that's actually the best thing that I could do right now I'm not overtrained, but I feel like just having a little extra recovery would not be a bad thing I just don't know if I can force myself to do it. <laughs> so I'm going to try. Um, tomorrow was for sure rest day though. So I am definitely taking tomorrow off. And then uh, it will be probably like three miles easy on Saturday. And a marathon is on Sunday. So uh, obviously I've been thinking about that a lot. Overanalyzing everything. Making a million checklists and plans <laughs> and motivational quotes to remember which I'm not going to remember any of it but I don't have a ton of like expectations I guess the the main goal is I'd really like to finish under five hours and I think because my current fitness puts me at under 430 I, th I think I'm fairly confident I can finish under five so I don't know you know I, I don't want to Put a lot of pressure on myself to hit specific splits at the beginning of the race or anything like that. I just want to try to focus on running at an easy pace that I can maintain and for running as long as possible during the race. So I trained hard so that I would have the fitness to do it and now I just want to take it easy and run my you know 26 mile victory lap. Right. So uh, yeah my goal is to uh, run as long as possible because I feel like uh, I mean, if I could get through a marathon without walking, that would be a f miracle. I don't, I, I'm not convinced that that's going to happen, but I'm hopeful. And then my other goal is to have fun and to just enjoy it. So, um, I'm going to post run meter on daily mile and on Facebook. So if anybody wants to comment on my run meter, I will hear those comments while I'm running on Sunday. And that would be hugely motivational for me. Um, to hear that so if you would like to go to the Daily Mile page or the Facebook page and um, I'm sure it'll be right up there for you so so yeah that's it it's exciting I'm 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 but I'm, I'm like I've lost my excitement at this point I'm like I just wanted to get here <laughs> yeah 
So I think it's anxious now, right? Yeah, I was anxious. Right now, I'm just tired and bored (laughs) and tired of waiting. Like, right? I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually, I actually think it's going to go really, really well. And um, I'll be more excited next week when I actually get to talk about it. So that was my my training. All of my marathon training is over after Saturday, hopefully. Yes. And the race, of course. <laughs> so that's me. So, Megan, you said that you were planning on taking the past two weeks off. And you, you, you did that, right? You didn't run at all between your last half and this half, right? I ran a five-mile run. Okay. One five-miler, and then after that, I didn't run again. And that's the one you talked about on the last episode? Yes. Okay. And so, in that time off, how has your leg been feeling? Up until about four days or so before the race, it had still been bothering me to just walk around. And that had been my issue where it was, um, it would hurt more while running, but it was still, I could still feel it while just walking and teaching and everything. So that's the main reason I took the day off. And then a couple days before the race, it didn't bother me at all to the point where I wasn't even thinking about it nice other than being really excited like oh hey that's not bothering me anymore cool awesome and then I got afraid to jinx it so I was really careful still so I was really happy and I still don't know what it was but resting was obviously the answer good so that means it could have been anything really I've had things like that like um actually in the past few weeks I've had this like mystery pain in my leg that's not I know it's not um in the bone it seems to be more muscle related but I can only feel it when I'm running so I'm just like oh I guess that's part of (laughs) that's one of the things that like shows me that my body's breaking down and one of the reasons I want to rest for a few days it's not anything that like hurts enough to like stop me from running or alters my running stride or anything it's just a little niggle that is here and will be gone soon. And and I'm not worried about it because I totally remember having that from my last marathon training too. So, but yeah, it's one of those things when we run, we just have these little things crop up and, and then they mysteriously disappear, usually with rest. <laughs> Sometimes they go away on their own, but resting often helps. So I'm glad that, I'm glad that's better for you. Yeah. So it was, I guess, motivating yeah, would be a good way to put it to not have the pain because I had gone in a little bit worried about it. So maybe you were thinking that you could probably put in a little more effort than you were, you know, you were being cautious before. and Yeah, that was the thing. I was really um, being cautious and I was like, when it didn't hurt me anymore, I was like, okay, maybe I can run a little bit harder and not have to worry as much. Yeah. Well, are you ready to just move along to your recap then? I am. Okay. All right, Megan. So tell us about your most recent half marathon. Okay. So the day before the race, I had forgot lunch. I left it at home. And so I went, didn't get to eat lunch the day before the race. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, um, okay. But it's not like I could just leave and get something. I have 25 minutes to eat lunch in which I have to watch kids. Well... So I was like, okay, I'll be fine. And I knew we were, um, some of the 
the girls from the run group who were also running the half, we'd already talked about getting together to go eat. So I knew I was going to eat a good dinner. And we got together at a little Italian restaurant so we could get spaghetti and got our race packets because one of the girls, her husband, went and picked them up for us. She's just like, hey, who needs their packet picked up? Nice. And we were all like, me, I'll take it. And so he picked it up and part of the reason we met was so we could get our packets. And I drank water and ate spaghetti and I'm pretty sure I was in bed by about 9.30. Awesome. Yeah, I just went, it was a really nice Friday night actually. Good. <laughs> Eat dinner and then come home and go to bed and two hours later. And I was, um, all the girls were talking about how they were going to be up at like four, so they could super stupid early. (laughs) Well, our race didn't start until eight. It wasn't Uh, really an early race or anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get up at six, leave by 645. It'll be fine. And they're all like, what are you going to eat before the race? I'm like, nothing. I'm not going to eat. I don't usually eat before half. You know, because me, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'll just run it and it'll be fine. The other girls were so overanalyzing it and, well, what about this? And I'm going to do this? And I was just like, y'all are worrying too much about it, but okay. <laughs> have they have they run half marathons before? Yes. the oh. One of the girls has run a full marathon before. Okay. Granted, her last half had been like six or seven years ago. So it'd been a long time since she had run a half. And one of the other girls had run them. Only one girl was at her first half and she was nervous, but not overanalyzing it. Mm -hmm. So it was a good mix of people. Mm -hmm. And um, I did end up getting up about six, brushed my teeth, got dressed, woke Marshall up at, I think 6.30, I got him up. Because really, I told him, I'm like, I want to leave about 6.40 or so. So I think I got him up at 6.20. Mm. I didn't want to leave until almost 7, because it was (laughs) only 30 minutes away. But he's not a morning person. And so I went in and told him, I'm like, yeah, because he was still in the shower when I told him I wanted to leave. I'm like, I wanted to leave a minute ago. He's like, oh, you can go on without me then. I was like, no. I'll wait, but just know that. And uh, I told him in the car, I'm like, yeah, the race doesn't really start till 8. I don't want to get there till 7.30. So I was just telling you that so we could leave when I actually wanted to leave. (laughs) The look he gave me was like death. But, oh, I got my flu shot the day before my half marathon. Really? Yeah, which had kind of worried me. But from everything I could see online, pretty much the only symptom most people get is a little pain in their arm from the injection site. Okay. And I'm like, I can live with that. That's not a big deal. And uh, you might get cold symptoms a couple days later. Is I don't... that why you're coughing? It might be. <laughs> it might be, you know, because the change of seasons. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be because I teach middle school. Who knows? <laughs> so I'm just kind of like going with it. Okay. But I had been nervous waking up, being like, I don't know if this flu shot's going to impact me, but it's the only day they're doing it and I need it, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to get it anyway. And that morning, we ended up getting there about 
7.30ish, 7.35 for a race start of 8, met up with the people I was kind of running with, used the bathroom, we took a picture together as a group, which I posted to the page, Mm -hmm. and then we kind of all got with our pace groups. So you guys weren't all running it together like as a group, you guys were running at your own paces? Yeah, and that was the goal because one girl was shooting for 2.15, two were shooting for 2.30, and I had been shooting for 2.45. Right. Because I knew with the hills, I probably couldn't do a 2.30, and with um, my leg, I was still iffy about it and how much time I had been taking off. And 2.45 would be a PR, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that was my goal. It's a PR anyway, so if I can stick with 2.45, I'll be fine. And I knew I was faster than 2.45 but not as fast as 2.30. So I thought, okay, I'll take it easy at the beginning, and then I can speed up towards the end, and I'll be fine. That plan was all shot to hell within the first mile. Why? You went out too fast? I didn't go out too fast. The pacers did. Oh, wow. I think our first mile was an 11.14, and pacing for a 2.45 is 12.40 a mile. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's, so we were, that's like an, a minute and a half difference. That's crazy. Yeah. And the girls told me it was their first time pacing. Oh. And then they're like, yeah, we're about a, supposed to run about a 12.30, 12.35. I'm like, okay. Which I knew I could sustain that for a half. And then they're like, we, they're like, but... I've never really done this before, so we're just kind of going with it. And I probably should have printed off, like, a split so we knew how fast we should be going at each mile. Because I asked them, I'm like, how fast do you normally run? They're like, about 10-ish miles. (laughs) You know, 10-ish minutes. I was like, okay, that's great. That's like the time I had super fast Amy try to pace me. And, like, my watch wasn't working properly, so I couldn't tell the exact... Like, I knew I was running too fast, but I couldn't tell how fast. And Amy's watch wasn't working either, so it was was way too fast. (laughs) Yeah, this is how the pacing went. The first six miles were all under 12 minutes. Wow, like, that's almost like half the race. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and I had tried to tell them, and this is where I got really frustrated because I'm looking at my watch and I'm like, we're going too fast. We're going way too fast. I'm like, we just did that mile in 1110. That's, we're going way too fast. They're like, oh, it'll be okay. So it did, you didn't cross your mind to drop them? Just hang back? Well, I, I was running pretty comfortably at mile six. So I was, you know, with the pace, it was, wasn't that bad. So okay. I was like, okay, it's fine. It was just more one of those frustrating things where people are supposed to be pacing you yeah, or pacing anybody, and you're just like, why? You're not doing this right, and you won't listen to anybody. So what is your problem? It's like you had one job. Yes, that's <laughs> pacing. your job. Yes. Run like, the pace. You guys are pacing me as well as I can pace myself on a normal basis. And that's not why you're here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've never really tried pacing somebody. Well, I know, actually, I have. I, I, I did pace my friend Michelle. Um, it was a little bit different. You know, 5K is, is, is a huge difference from a half marathon. And you got to think there's going to be a lot of variations between splits. 
being a minute and a half off is just way, way too much. And then running, you said the first six miles were all under 12 and you guys are going for 1240? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's way not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I will add in that they finished before I did. And when I get to the end and say my time, listeners, I will remind you again that they finished before I did. And this was the 245 group? Uh-huh. Okay. So up till I was feeling really good up until about mile seven. And then mile seven, it starts between six and seven was a pretty steep incline mm-hmm. where we just went up and up and up forever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is, or this was the gradual incline. I think six to seven was the gradual incline. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't even look like you were going up. Yeah. But I'm going up this time. I'm like, why is this so hard? Why can't I run anymore? What's wrong with me? And I'm like, this is, I was putting in so much effort for what I thought was flat. And I'm like, this, I can't be flat. This can't be flat ground. Like when we were in New Jersey? Yeah. Where you don't really feel like you're, it doesn't seem like you're going up, but you have to put in a lot of effort to keep moving. And you're like, this is not normal. (laughs) It's deceptive. <laughs> yeah, it was very deceptive. So I was like, okay, that was nice, I guess. And then we hit the turnaround. And by this point, I had started passing a couple of the other people right around mile eight to nine. Uh, the other people I had come with were back around and passing. And so I got to say hey to people I knew and everything. Nice. Um, mile nine was a 11 minutes and 26 seconds because wow. that was our downhill. Nice. And then after that, my splits got pretty slow. But I was okay with because I was looking at my watch and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I've PR'd. Like, I would have to run 16-minute miles for every mile for the rest of the race for me to not PR. Right. Don't you love um, that feeling when you're far enough in a race to know, like, you you pretty much have it at that point? You're yeah. You're pretty much was, at your goal. Yeah. I was like, there's no, something drastic would have to happen for me to not PR. Yeah. So that was nice. Coming back mile 11, we go down a hill and I got really freaked out because we were running on two lanes and then like a center lane and then the other going the other way had two lanes mm-hmm. so I guess like a four lane road with a center passing lane and they had blocked off one far lane for all the runners well some jackass who apparently couldn't wait for all the traffic decided he wanted to drive in the running lane what yeah yeah behind me so I'm running and this car oh, is right behind, behind you yeah yeah oh. And the cop comes out and, well, he's, like, got his post, you know, like, they stand in their specific spots. But he's screaming at the guy, like, what are you doing? Stop! What? And the guy just is kind of going and then he finally gets over. And that's enough to freak you out because you've got this car where there is not a car supposed to be. And I was like, okay. And then some guy uh, rolled down his window when he got to me and he was like, are you Okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Because it shook me a little bit, but I wasn't, he didn't, like, run into me or anything. Right. I was just, like, more irritated with the stupidity of people. Yeah. Like, really? You can't wait? 
all these other cars are waiting. So that was fun. And I had a couple people from about miles 12, maybe 10 on where I was, we were kind of back and forth. Like we'd walk and then one would run and we'd pass each other. Mm -hmm. Like you do when you get to that point where you're walk running and you have somebody near you. And my goal at that point was to stay in front of her. I was like, I'm finishing before her. I don't care. I'm finishing before her. The only reason she's your competition is that she's near you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I do that too. Yeah, you just put that goal. It's like, she can't finish before me. That's... And I ended up passing a couple of people towards the end of the race, which I was really happy about. Um, I never ran a mile that was... Uh, 14 minutes or above, like my slowest mile was 13 minutes and 56 seconds, Nice. which I'm really happy about because that meant that I ran at least parts of every mile mm-hmm. and pretty quickly. My last mile was done in 1225, which I was really happy about because that was one of my fastest miles out of the last like four or so. Yeah. It was the fastest. And I ended up finishing in two minutes, two, yeah, two minutes. Wow, it's fast. (laughs) Two hours, 39 minutes, and 48 seconds. That's awesome. That is so great, Megan. And you you were going for 245, so you, like, blew that out of the water. Yeah, so I finished in 239, 38 maybe it was, and, uh, the pace group did finish in front of me. So my oh 245 my pace group beat 239. Wow. Yeah. How, do you um, know how far ahead they were? They so, were at least two minutes. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I guess they met the goal at least, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the people who were able to stick with them did. Nobody yeah, stuck true. with them. There were only a few of us. There were only three or four of us running at 245 anyway. I mean, what is the point then at that? Uh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, and they're trying to be encouraging and stuff. Like, oh, you can do it. Come on, just stay with us. And I'm like, you're not. When you're no. running at like the fitness level of a, of a 245 group and you're running it way faster, you are running it above their fitness and you are ruining their race essentially if they try to stay with you. Because they're not going to last the whole race if that's not their fitness level. Yes. It's extremely frustrating. Yeah, and the whole irony of it was right at the beginning of the race, the three-hour pacer was ahead of us for like the first quarter mile or so. And so we were talking about how it sucks that the pacer is in front of us and they shouldn't be and how much they're messing up the people they're with races and everything. You know, running that fast. they did the same thing. Yeah, and then they did the same thing. I wonder what what time the three-hour group finished. (laughs) I think they fixed it because they stopped right at the quarter mile or half mile mark. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize you guys were behind us. And they slowed down and fixed it. I was like, okay, that works for me. But I was just really happy with my finish time. It's a seven-minute PR for me. That's awesome. And that was on a flat course. My last PR was on a completely flat course. And this course, I posted the elevation profile to Facebook, but 
it had 594 feet of elevation gain and 600 feet of loss. So there was a lot of up and down. And the thing is, I knew it was hilly. Everybody had told me it was a hilly course. And I'm like, okay, I understand that because pretty much running everywhere around here is hilly. I can't get around that. Right. Unless I go to the coast. So I was prepared for it to be hilly, but I wasn't prepared as much as I mentally, I guess, as I thought I was. You were... I... I know you signed up for the other, like, really hilly race that you still have to do. Um, yeah. And so I think you were just thinking, by comparison, not as bad, right? Yeah. Well, and I've never run on hills before. I've yeah. never done a race on hills besides the New Jersey half. And I we did that one together, so... And that wasn't anything compared to what you just did, either. That was probably, like, I don't know, half the elevation gain of what you just did? Yeah, so it's... Um, I'm just looking at the elevation profile and there are no flat spots. I lie. There's like a teeny tiny one, but almost (laughs) at mile six that Marshall pointed out to me when I told him, he's like, there's one. I'm like, that's the only flat spot in the entire course. So there were parts of me that like hurt. My quads were so sore finishing the race. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh. And I raced it. I, you know, put everything I had into it. And ran it really hard. And I was just like, this is, oh my gosh, these hills. <laughs> I remember like just thinking they need to die like in a fire with pointy <laughs> things. Like, they're like, come on, you got the hills. I'm like, these hills need to die. They just need to go away. So go how, hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> how did your, uh, how'd your legs hold up? Good. The pain I've been having, I didn't even feel it. Awesome. And that I know is going to partially play into my recommend, but I put a compression sleeve, one, on the leg that had been bothering me. Yeah. And I don't know if that played into it or yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, I I have been wearing co- sleeves or socks in a long time, but I remember that I think it was Divas I ran with you girls. I had those on and my legs just felt amazing afterward. It was crazy to me. It, they make such a difference. Yeah, and that's one of the things, too, is my calves afterwards, my left calf where I wore the compression sleeve, fine. I couldn't even tell I ran on it. <laughs> my right calf, on the other hand, that didn't have the sleeve, um, holy bejesus. <laughs> I couldn't almost walk on it. I'm like, oh. Wow. And so I was like, okay. All, almost all the girls met their goal times. Awesome. I felt kind of bad because one of the girls who runs slower than me when we've been doing our training runs finished her race faster than me by like a minute and a half. And I was like, really? I know I'm faster than you. Maybe she runs her training runs easier than you do at an easier effort for her fitness. She's only been running a year. I don't think so. Like, she's not... Not to say people who are only running a year, but I don't know. Maybe it's because she's got more experience with hills. She did like a mountain 10K back in September. Oh, yeah. Like up a mountain and stuff. She's been running for a year on hills and you just started. Yeah. So that might be it. Because my breathing was fine the whole race. It got to a point where just my legs just hurt from the hills and stuff. Yeah. I was just like, I can't. I have to walk. 
that was my experience in my first marathon. My quads were just killing me. It, I hadn't, I mean, there was no way that my legs were prepared. For, and I had I'd trained on hills too, but it wasn't, it just, they were not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. And that's the way I felt. I was like, because we've been training on hills. We've put hills into our route and stuff, and there were hills, but it just doesn't compare. <laughs> so how are you feeling now? Now I can't even tell I ran a half three days later. Oh, awesome. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Sunday, though, I was not walking very well. <laughs> I was, And it was more that once you sit for a while, yeah. I'm like, your, your muscles kind of get tight. Stiff, and then you yeah. go to stand up again. And you, I couldn't, I was like, oh, <laughs> hobbling around. But... Mm. Yeah, I got my half a beer after the race. One of the local breweries was providing free beer for runners. Nice. We got two free beers and a food ticket. I used my food ticket on coffee. Okay. So Marshall's laughing at me. He's like, you're really going to get a beer and coffee? Wait, I was like, You didn't yeah. eat before the race and you didn't eat after the race? No, I just, <laughs> I got a half a beer that I drink like half of, so I drink a quarter of a beer and coffee. Yeah, and then I don't think I ate until um, five. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was around there. I did fuel on the course, though, with goo and honey stinger, and that was, that worked for me. Yeah. Did drink blue Gatorade, which was new, but did not bother my stomach. Good. Katie will be glad to know there were plenty of porta potties and everything. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, I never, I didn't have to use one, but I was just, after that race we ran together, I noticed them. I was like, oh, there's one. And there's one here. And this is nice. <laughs> there was tons of water. It was a really well organized and supported course. Spectator was iffy, partly because it was an out and back. With a couple turns, but some of the places we ran, like we start off in a park, and that's hard for spectators, like a greenway. Mm -hmm. And then mile right before we turn around was in a greenway. A couple miles were on a major road, and then the rest were kind of in neighborhoods. So it was just, and the course was nice. It just wasn't very friendly for people to come watch. Right. I would definitely run the race again. Yeah, even with the hills. Yeah, I would. You, you know was, they're not going to die before you run it again, right? I they're know, still going to yeah. be there. <laughs> but now it's got that, well, what can I do after I train for hills that right. I know what's coming up and I'm ready for it and how much better can my time get now? Right. And because it is, it's close to home. It was only like a 30 minute drive. The course is well supported. It's well loved by the community. I guess it's a community race yeah that's there were a lot of runners out there and it's very well known in the area for their half marathon so much so that i think the full marathon that's happening this weekend got canceled due to lack of registrants oh wow wow and i think they have a half marathon a 10k and a full marathon they do and i think they aren't doing it anymore due to lack of registrations so well it sounds like it was a great race you know, as far as organization and scenery and 
your awesome PR <laughs> pace group notwithstanding. <laughs> and maybe, you know, maybe they pushed you more than you would have pushed yourself. Have you, uh, have you yes, thought about that? I did. And they did tell me that because everybody else kind of left us right at the beginning. And I just said, I know I'm faster than a 245, but I don't think I'm 230 fast. Right. And so like, well, we'll push you if we have to. And so I knew that they would and I really the only reason I was running with the pace group is so I didn't run by myself right the whole race so I had kind of chosen a group and I was like I'll just run with them and then I can leave them if I need to and it was nice just having people who check up on you and when you're doing well they're cheering for you and everything that's awesome I've always wanted to run with a pace group so far there haven't been any in my <laughs> my target pace ranges for any of my races uh my marathon has pace groups but the highest it goes up to is four hours and since like i'm i'm shooting for hopefully 430 if all goes well i'm like i can't even i mean i can't keep up with the four hours i was thinking though maybe i'll get like a piece of paper (laughs) this is my idea piece of paper and write on it run with me for 430 and 430 like the number's real big and just put it on my back so if people were going for a 430 maybe they would just run with me and we could start our own little pace group (laughs) but I'm a little afraid because what if I don't have a 430 in me or what if I fall apart and I don't know then what I would do I would almost stick a marker in you know like my like belt or whatever and change it (laughs) so we're no longer 430 turn the three into an eight that doesn't work (laughs) just right over it we're 445 (laughs) cross it off (laughs) yeah and then you can just keep seeing it change yeah well maybe i will that's that's something i just i kind of like the idea of having other people to run with that are running at my pace especially since it worked so well in my half marathon to be running with a group of people that were running my pace at the beginning of the race like it just it I didn't start off too fast I started right where I wanted to be so um so that was really cool but I I am afraid of either holding it together or getting dragged along like your pace group did to did to you Megan I'm, I'm a little afraid of that too so I don't know I'm just paranoid about everything anyway, so um, you did great, awesome race, super proud of you, that's a huge PR, you should be very proud. Hopefully you're feeling good going into your next half, it's in, is it two weeks? Yeah, the 25th, I'm, that one's gonna be super fun right now. Yeah? When I post on Daily Mile, I'm like, oh, I have to run a half in two weeks again? (laughs) It was one of the first times, like, I've run them pretty close together, but after I raced that one so hard, mm-hmm. I was just ready to be done with running for a while. Yeah. I was like, I have to do this again in two weeks? What did I sign up for? Like, why would I do that to myself? But now I'm getting my costume together, and I'm just going to do it and make it fun. Because I think we get four hours on that course, three and a half or four hours. Mm-hmm. So I could almost walk the whole thing and finish in time. So that's fine. Nice. So you're just going to take it easy and treat it as like a fun race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. And who knows? Maybe you'll surprise yourself. You know, if you're taking it easy with your pacing on the hills, maybe you'll do better than, I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, and it'll be nice to get more practice on 
hills anyway yeah to see more how is your costume coming together it's good it's morphed into a skeleton okay so i'm gonna i have my skeleton knee-high socks that have like leg bones and i'm gonna make a black and white tutu nice and i'm gonna have black capris on because i'm pretty sure it'll be cool and then I'm going to find a skeleton shirt, like one of the Halloween ones, and just wear that. I've seen some awesome makeup on Pinterest of skeleton faces. I, I don't know how, I, I don't know if you probably don't do the makeup thing, but that would be really, really cool too. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I know how to apply makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just thinking about running in makeup. I don't know how people do that. Oh, yeah, maybe not for a race. Like Katie, every time I... Because I know Katie usually wears makeup to races. And I'm just like, I don't know. You have makeup in it. (laughs) It's a little different than full costume makeup, though. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Katie's makeup is more breathable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and not done on purpose. Like, it's just, like I said, it's there when I wake up. So I'm, I'm guilty of not washing my face every night. Yeah. You wake up looking naturally gorgeous. Oh, right. Okay, thank you. But <laughs> if that's smeared mascara on my face, yes, I'll take it. I do not remember you ever having smeared mascara on your face. You've always looked beautiful when I've seen you, so. Oh, well, thanks, Sue. Sure. I, I, someday I need you to show me how you do it because I'm horrible with makeup. And I am the one who ends up with mascara everywhere and, like, lipstick on my teeth and that kind of thing. It's awful. So... Well, anyway, I'm excited for your next race and for your PR. That's awesome. And uh, good job. Yeah, I'm so amazed that my PR is in the 230s now for a half. I mean, it's not the low 230s, but just to have a three in front of the number. It's like, wow. I was so happy when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm a heli course. So happy. No, I'm going to be finding, like, a Myrtle Beach half to run, though, or something next spring, probably. Oh, Or next fall. You're looking for a flat course now? Yes, I am. Just, there are not anywhere near me, so it's going to be, have to be somewhere I go. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to go out to Kentucky Derby Festival marathon or mini marathon that Katie's probably going to be doing, right, Katie? That might be another runner girls meetup, maybe? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was just looking at an email that I got about Run the Bluegrass and Kentucky Derby just the other day. And Kentucky Derby's flat, isn't it? Or pretty flat? It is, yeah. It's all downtown Louisville there, so it's really nice. Oh, okay, good. I was, I'm like, Sue, that's in Kentucky. Katie talks about Kentucky like it's not flat. (laughs) Run the Bluegrass is not. It is far from flat. But uh, Kentucky Derby is because it's all downtown. It's through the city, so it's good. Oh, okay. Okay, that works for me then. Yeah. The biggest hill is like when you're going down a tunnel into the infield of Churchill Downs, the horse racing track. That's the biggest hill you have. Nice. Oh, okay. That'll be cool, though, yeah. running through a tunnel. Oh, it's so cool. Like, for me especially, you know, just having grown up, always watching the Derby when I went through there, I was like, this is so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, are you girls ready to move along to our Runner Girl Recommends? Yes. Yes. All right.
My recommend I talked about a little bit during my race recap, but it is compression leg sleeves and specifically from Zensa. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones I have. I think Sue and I picked them up when we did the Divas half a couple years ago. Yeah, they have that awesome bright pink color. Yes. And I haven't really worn mine up until I was having the leg issue. But now I think they're going to become a regular race fixture. They were super comfortable. I didn't even notice I had it on. But afterwards, the leg that wore it felt so much better after the race. Couldn't even tell I had ran. It's it's so obvious when you when you say that like being on Reddit, like people talk about like, oh, compression socks and compression sleeves, do they actually do anything? And I always thought like, well, there's no way you would know because you can't run a race both with them and without, but you can if you're only wearing one. So that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Because I've been iffy on them too. I've been like, well, they probably don't work. People are just, you know, talking about them like, yeah, they work or whatever. And then the next race, they didn't wear them they felt worse but there's all kinds of factors that lead into that yeah well when you wear one on one leg and one without the other and there is a noticeable difference the next day (laughs) you're like okay maybe there is some science to this what that science is we don't know no but (laughs) the company will tell you oh it helps in recovery and gets more blood flow and everything and you read it and you're like yeah sure that's just to sell me stuff compression that's part of rice yeah so I'm like that's until you actually try it and then you're like okay yeah they weren't actually lying to me to sell stuff (laughs) and that's why they can charge so much for them is because people know how awesome they are so yeah we didn't pay that much for them though no we got our ours were like marked down or something yes because I'm looking at the prices now I'm like I did not pay that much because I don't want to pay that much now and I would not (laughs) have paid that much on a whim not even, yeah not a whim no. and then not even intending to wear them just like throw them in a drawer or something <laughs> yeah seeing that price i was like oh but they are definitely worth it right and i probably will spend the money again eventually yeah yeah mine i've worn a few times not not in the past year but um i have worn them a few times in the past and every time i wash them they seem to get um misshapen and so i'm thinking i'm definitely going to need another pair of those <laughs> katie you use them for recovery right and you you sometimes post deals that you find for compression socks yeah i always love uh pro compression because they always offer one pair a month essentially for half price um so you can usually find really good deals through pro compression but you're right i throw them on always after a race especially if i'm driving back that way it just seems to speed recovery a little bit i think i'm really thinking i need to wear mine more so that is zensa compression leg sleeves or um you could also do the socks the socks are what i use they come up as far as the leg sleeves, they just cover the foot as well. Katie, what's your recommend tonight? My recommend this evening is something that I know doesn't have the best rep for being healthy. <laughs> but that's okay. It's really tasty. And as long as you moderate yourself, then it's okay. It's uh, Starbucks' new salted caramel mocha frappuccino. 
it is delicious. And the way they describe it is mocha sauce and toffee nut fl- syrup with coffee, milk, and ice, then finish it off with sweetened whipped cream, caramel sauce, and a blend of sugar and sea salt. And so you've kind of got that sweet and savory mix, mm. and it's really, really yummy. I got one just today. I usually just get the little tall so that way I can have a little pick-me-up without feeling gluttonous. But um, it's really good and it's one of the fall flavors. So if you're looking for a change besides just the typical pumpkin spice latte, the salted caramel mocha frappuccino is a good alternative. Give it a try. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I haven't been to Starbucks in a long time, but I'm thinking I might need to go because, well, I'm still carb loading, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Mocha and caramel, yum. Oh, there's a, um, I think there's a goo that's uh, caramel mocha flavor. Oh. I, I have one somewhere. I'll have to go look for it later and, and let you know. Um, I wonder if I put that with my salted caramel, if I would get this, <laughs> this flavor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. Great recommend. Um, my recommend tonight is, I don't think it's been mentioned on the show before, although we have mentioned similar products. So when you're going for a, uh, target time, especially if you're pacing a group, you might want to, um, <laughs> invest in something that will give you an idea of what splits you should be hitting during the race. Um, so in the past we have mentioned running pace tattoos, um, or making your own pace band. When I did my marathon last year, I printed out a pace band and laminated it with um, tape and wore it as a bracelet around my wrist, but it ended up getting sweat logged and I was unable to read the numbers after just a few short miles. It was very hot that day, so it actually wasn't very helpful for me at all because I couldn't read the thing. So I've been kind of looking around and I found pacebands.com and these are silicone bands that have the um, marathon splits printed on them. So they are obviously sweatproof. They are reusable, durable, and super convenient. And they're pretty inexpensive, $8.99 for each one. So I got myself a marathon pace band for a 4.30 time in pink and white. And I love it. It's a little big which is fine because it's going to be freezing on Sunday and I'm going to be wearing layers. So um, it's fine that it's big. It'll be on the outside of all of my fleeces and tech shirts and whatnot. So, so I just thought this was great because it's something that a is, is not going to be, you know, sweat logged, like the ones that you might make yourself. Um, And B is reusable, which you, you know, you can't say for the tattoos, those, those don't stay unless you I mean you actually get it tattooed on you and then you could use it forever but that would be ridiculous so um pacebands.com for silicone pacebands so that's it for recommends up next we have run a girl of the week our runner girl of the week this week is Sandra Schuler from Lakeland, Florida. And the run that she posted, she's one of our new additions on Daily Mile. It was at Lake Hollingsworth. She ran three miles and she said the first run of any distance in a while. Didn't want to get out of bed on a Sunday morning, so the sun was up and blazing by the time I got out there. Did a lot of walking, but felt pretty good. 
And I liked this because sometimes it's important just to get out there and get it done, regardless of your time, regardless of your pace, just get out there and get the miles under your feet. So, so I uh, commend Sandra for getting that done and look forward to reading more about her running journey. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like it was pretty warm. The sun was up and blazing in yes. Lakeland, Florida. So, Megan, I'm sure you're happy that you're not <laughs> yeah. down there. <laughs> and I, um, the watermelon series I did a couple years back and ran all those races during the summer and in the morning is done around that lake. So I'm very familiar with how warm it gets Yeah. due to, I guess, the lakiness of it. <laughs> Or the lack of trees. <laughs> is it more humid near a lake or no? The, I the think moisture? so, because the uh. water. <laughs> we should not try talking weather again. <laughs> no, it doesn't usually end up well for us. But it is really pretty out there. Nice. So good job, Sandra, getting out there and getting those miles in in the blazing sun in, in Florida. That's awesome. And we choose our runner girl or guy of the week from our daily mile feeds. So if you'd like to possibly be a future runner girl or guy, all of our daily mile links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And I just wanted to let everybody know we're planning to do another listener race recap show probably mid-November. So if you just ran a fall race and you want to come and share your recap with us we would love to hear it always like to check in with the listeners every spring and fall after racing season ends and and find out what everybody's been up to and how their races went how their training went what their new goals are so if you'd like to share yours with us please let us know at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com All right, so it looks like that's it for the show this week. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. My quote this week is, Joy is the simplest form of gratitude. From Carl Barth. And I was just thinking about how running my race this past weekend, I was just so happy to be running. And running without anything hurting. And being able to be out there. And so just being happy with running was my way of being able to say thank you that I can run. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I think it's important to be grateful and joyful, both, for the things that we are able to do and, and the things that we love to do. So that's, that's really great. Um, so that's it for episode 79 of season 3. Join us next time when I will be sharing my recap of the Bay State Marathon. If you have any comments, email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com, comment at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast, or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. Listen at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run. <laughs>